0: This is the Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Thursday, December fourteenth, 2023. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. A Galesburg man was sentenced to 45 years in prison for the 2021 murder of Katrina Hainline. 41-year-old Donald Denniston was convicted earlier this year of first-degree murder and aggravated arson. He set fire to a home in the 200 block of Pine Street, where Hainline was later found dead. Knox County State's Attorney Jeremy Carlin asked for a 55-year sentence, saying Denniston has a history of criminal activity. Denniston previously was found guilty of arson in Knox County in 2015 and was sentenced to four years in prison. The head of the Illinois NAACP called migrants savages and rapists. Illinois State Conference President Teresa Haley made the disparaging remarks during a conference call with NAACP leadership across the state. It was during a discussion about the ongoing migrant crisis in Chicago. Patrick Watson of the DuPage NAACP resigned in response, saying he found her comments alarming.
1: it's okay to express your issues and concerns, but it is not okay to denigrate an entire group of people and to use that type of
0: language. Watson says he filed a complaint with national leadership. Haley could not be reached for comment. The Illinois Supreme Court has appointed Nigel Graham to serve as a resident circuit judge for McDonough County. Graham had been an associate judge in the Ninth Circuit, He was appointed to that position following the retirement of Judge Bill Ponson late last year. The new appointment begins tomorrow and continues until December 2nd of next year. Graham is running for the circuit judge position in next year's elections. He is the only candidate who submitted nominating petitions during the filing period that ended last week. The public television station based in Peoria continues to come under fire for past spending practices. While WTVP's board of directors have sought to distance themselves from those decisions, members of the public this week heaped blame on the board for endangering the future of PBS programming in central Illinois. Elaine Hopkins says the board should resign. This board ought to be reconstituted. How could you let this happen? You were asleep at the switch. You weren't paying attention. It's really sad and shocking. Board Chairman Andrew Rand says options for keeping the station afloat are under discussion and recommendations will be reviewed early next year. Board members blame former President and CEO Leslie Matuzak and former Finance Director Lynn McLaughlin for the station's budget problems. They allege the pair engaged in questionable and possibly criminal activities with station dollars that ultimately led to financial peril. An Illinois appeals court says a Livingston County judge abused her discretion in refusing to grant pretrial release to a man accused of soliciting a child for sex while online. The ruling centers on Judge Jennifer Bauconek's statements questioning how the Illinois law that abolished cash bail and the ability of the legal system to assess the risk a defendant presents to the public. In October, Judge Bauknecht ordered 24-year-old Brandon Atterbury of Springfield jailed before his trial. The 4th District Appellate Court, as ruled, Atterbury deserves another hearing on that issue. Justices said Bauknecht made a lengthy and biased commentary about the wisdom of Illinois' recent bail reform and said her role is not to judge the wisdom of legislation but to determine when it is not constitutional. Iowa's Revenue Estimating Conference is predicting state tax revenue will fall by about 1% this fiscal year and next as tax cuts continue to phase in. Iowa Public Radio's Katerina Sestarik reports.
1: As personal, corporate, and retirement income tax cuts start shrinking state revenue, Republican officials say there's still plenty of room for more tax cuts. Iowa Department of Management Director Craig Paulson says revenue is falling more slowly than initial estimates. He says that's because organic growth in the economy is offsetting some of the impact of existing tax cuts.
0: Iowans are working. and. They're making money, they're spending money, they're doing the things Iowans do, right? And so that generates revenue into the state.
1: The panel is predicting the state will bring in $9.6 billion next fiscal year. The governor can use that number to craft a state budget and tax cut proposal for the upcoming legislative session. Democratic Representative Timmy Brown-Powers says everyday Iowans are being left out as the state will have less money to prioritize public education and health care. I'm Katerina Sostaric, IPR News.
0: In today's feature for our Women's Voices series, commentator Beth Howard makes a case for how, even in these embattled times, we can achieve peace on Earth.
1: The holidays are upon us, and so are all the usual greetings of the season. Deck the halls, joy to the world, and my preferred one, peace on Earth, goodwill toward men. Except that, with wars raging in Gaza, Ukraine, Mali, and too many other countries to count, Those words ring especially hollow this year. The 17th edition of the annual Global Peace Index, the world's leading measure of peacefulness, was just released, and it shows that peace on Earth has deteriorated for the ninth consecutive year. A post-COVID rise of civil unrest and political instability remains high, while regional and global conflicts accelerate. Deaths from global conflict increased by 96%, and over 80 million people globally have been forcibly displaced. Statistics that depressing can make you throw up your hands and take a glass half empty point of view, but there is a solution for a better, more peaceful world, and it can be summed up in one word, women. Women are the key to world peace. An article from globalcitizen.org titled, Five Activists Tell Us Why Women Must Lead the Fight for World Peace, declared that the secret to world peace is women, and it's been right before our eyes all along. But it's merely a whisper in the halls of power, hardly applied in any practical or political sense, and often systematically discouraged. Gender studies scholar Lavanya Shanbo Garvin concurs. Religion and politics are all run by men, she notes. It's all masculinity. Simply put, To quote a female politician in Iowa who spoke to me off the record, the problem is testosterone. By no means is this meant to disparage men, but according to a UN women's study, the evidence is inarguable. When women are involved in negotiations, the probability of a peace deal being sustained over two years increases by 20%. It's 35% more likely that the deal will last over 15 years when women are represented at the negotiating table. Unfortunately, we have a long way to go to achieve this because the number of women involved in major peace processes remains low. This past year, only 16% of conflict party delegations were women. On top of that, only 6 out of 18 peace agreements included gender-sensitive provisions, and just one was signed or witnessed by a representative of a women's organization. Laurel Stone, a researcher on conflict management, genocide prevention, and women's security, writes that because women address societal needs rather than caving into what warring parties want, their impact on peace is more significant, more positive. She also notes that the likelihood of peace enduring increases not just when women participate in the process, but when gender electoral quotas are established. Quotas must be defined as complete gender equality, not just a few token females, which is just common sense considering that the world's population is made up of equal parts men and women. Stone says, long-term policies empowering women to move past victimization and into leadership positions are key to establishing a more peaceful society over time. It's a tall order considering outdated stereotypes continue to be perpetuated. Women are the answer to world peace, but we need more women to step into their power to achieve it. We need more female CEOs, more women in politics, and more women making the decisions about the well-being of our planet and our people. We also need men to recognize the importance of the role women play. To end these senseless wars and stop the nonsense of solving problems through violence, We need men to both embrace their feminine qualities and make room at the table for the other 50% of the population. It's the only way to preserve our humanity. So this year, let there be peace on Earth and goodwill toward all people, no matter what gender you identify
0: with. Commentator Beth Howard is an author and a blogger. Her website is theworldneedsmorepie.com. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Western Illinois University or Tri-State's public radio. Diverse viewpoints are welcomed and encouraged. In the weather for our listening area for today, we expect sunny skies with a high in the mid-50s. We should have winds from the south at 5 to 10 miles an hour. For tonight, increasingly cloudy skies with a low in the low 30s, and the winds will turn to the southeast at around 5 miles an hour. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's public radio is part of the NPR Network.